Picking my nose. Picking your nose on purpose. Start it up. We are. We're live. We're live. It's six fifty nine. Hold on. Let's wait a minute. Yeah, we're we're uh, we're a little early here. I was late last time, and I got I caught some flack for that. It's about five minutes late. All right, I have to share it here. Hold on a second. It was mostly technical difficulties. If I was being honest with you, like that's pretty much mostly what it was. All right, let me just share the post. Yeah, it's not even seven yet. No, so we're not going to start content. No. Everyone just hold, just sit tight. It's a sin, hon. It can be. Sit tight. We're, we're coming up with some content. There we go. All right. What time is it? 7 o'clock. 7 o'clock on the dot. On the dot. You bring in the, uh, did you tweet that link out? Nick Corliss is watching. People are, people are coming in. What's up, Nick? Here we go. Let me bring up the link here. Yeah, pull it up. So we can view all your comments. Pull it up. Get your feedback. We're going to do it right. See what you really think about us. It can be. First, I'd like to start out by saying, Jack has put together a really nice studio here. It's my first time in the studio. This is the new Camelot Studios. That, that actually is what I wanted to get your feedback on because I knew you were going to be pretty critical of the room, and I know you've only really seen it through the last shows that I did wonderful. here. This is wonderful. It's good, right? We have some windows here. If we only had some sunlight, you could see us a little bit better. But yeah. everything looks great. We've got some uh, audio support on the walls some yeah. for the acoustics. Yeah, those are, those are to eat up the acoustics. All right, so... I got to give us the official start. Wait, yeah, wait. yeah, hold we, on a second. We got we to take a half a step back. All right, 7.01, so we're, you know... We're already late. Yeah. We're going to hear comments about being late again. Yeah, we don't, we don't need that. So we're ready to go. Everybody's coming in. What is up? Everybody... What's up, everybody? A very special live from the hill, this time with the prophet. I'm here. We are on Facebook live. We're going to try and get the links out via Twitter. Nick's going to tweet it out. I'm going to tweet it out. So if you don't have Facebook, well, you're, you're not even on here and listening to this right now. But you'll be able to get and on. And you should probably get on that. Yeah. You, you, wow. Some people don't have Facebook for a lot of reasons. I know. You know? My brother. But we got, we got a lot of content to get into today, Nikki. We do. We do. Speaking of the studio, are we? Can we call this the new Camelot this is, Studios? This is, this is the official is? new Camelot. All right, perfect. It's looking sharp in here. Actually, if anybody wants to put some cool stuff on the wall behind us, let us know. If you got like banners and stuff you want us to put up, I don't even care if it's your company. We'll advertise for you for free. I yeah. don't care. Sponsor your boys. Yeah, I don't care. We'll put it up there for free. So before I really get started here with everything, I did want to say one thing. Um, some somber news, but it all has worked out today. So good friend of mine for a long time, Matt Hyde, his father, uh, he has suffered from a heart attack Friday night, but what I've heard, I talked to Matt today, um, and we were all talking to him all weekend because it was, uh, you know, it's one of those things that you can't really explain the shock and when it happens, right? But uh, he's doing really well. Uh, Matt said he was going to be coming home today from the hospital. He was with him last night watching the Sixers. So uh, get better, Mr. High. He's a Class A guy. Yeah, get better, Mr. High. It's High? High, yeah. Get high. better, Mr. High. Thanks for watching. We appreciate it. Yeah, and he's a big uh, he's a big fan of the show, so I wanted to give him that quick shout-out. So. Where I wanted to start is, you know, we've done a lot of car talk. and every, you've, you've done a lot of car well, talk. Well, yeah, and everybody sort of enjoys my stupid car stories. So the, I had a couple of them from the weekend. But the first one that I wanted to ask you is, Nick, when's the last time you saw a Saab? You know, the, the car maker Saab? Yeah, S-A-A-B. S-A-A-B. Um, I, you know, I didn't take mental note of it, but it, it's been a while, I guess, especially a new, like a new one yeah so so that's where sort of where i'm going so the question that i had was 
Because if I say that, I was driving down the street on Thursday, and there was a sob in front of me. And I swore I haven't seen a sob in like six months. I, I have. It's not, I don't think it's that rare to see them. I'd never see them. I wouldn't note it. I, I pay attention to that kind of stuff. So I had was thinking in my head, wait a minute. Why is it I don't see like more newer sobs? So do you, th- do you know if sob actually makes cars anymore? Uh, I have no idea. They, I don't think so. They don't. So I checked on them. They, I didn't know, realize, I guess I should have known from the name Saab that they're actually a Swedish car manufacturer, a Swedish car company. Swedish. And apparently they shut, they shut down, sort of. So they've gone into like a different mode here. They're not making like production cars anymore. What are they making? But they're trying to do the whole electric deal. So I Golf think, carts. You know, yeah, so, sort of like that. Shopping carts. Yeah. Electric like motorized. Priuses. Yeah, jazzies. Lunchbox with wheels. Yeah. Yeah, so but apparently they are done. So you won't see any new Saabs anymore. Uh, you know. I take them or leave them. I think they used to be pretty expensive, right? I think they were back sort of I, a, back a in like the 90s. Yeah. Well, a delicacy. Delicacy. Yeah. Have a sob. Well, so where that one I wanted to take that is so what do you like do you think what is a car brand that you can remember a car make in the last like 5 to 10 years that was popular but that went out of business? Saturn. Saturn. That's a good Saturn, one, man. Remember the Saturn? I do remember the Saturn. I still see Saturns. some trucking around. Yeah, that's a notable car when you see it. That's right. Look, Cody, Cody's on. Cody knows they do not. So Saturn was a good one. You know what's a real big one was Pontiac. Remember when Pontiac shut down? Oh wow, yeah. That was a huge they don't one. Make, yeah, but see, don't they all? They they become like these conglomerates. Like they don't they buy each other and then they well Pontiac all produce. Yeah. Uh, yes. You know, it's the it's the reason you go to Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram. Um, right. You know, whatever else. Well, because, Eagle. Yeah. Remember Eagle? Yeah. Oh yeah. Eagle. Eagle. I used to see a lot of Mitsubishi's. Do they do? Mitsubishi cars still makes cars. Yeah. The Spider. The Spider. The Spider was a good car. The, the, the Eclipse. The Spider was the convertible version. Yeah, that was a cool car in high school. I really wanted a Spider. So, uh, it. what still happened can. with Pontiac was is GM owned them, and you know they have all their different brands that they have. GM, they have Chevy. Yeah. They have the GMC trucks, right? They go down the list. Yep. And they just cut Pontiac down, chopped them out. It was like four or five years ago. What a shame. Yeah, it sucks. Sunfire. Oh, yeah. Firebird. Old yep. T-Bird. Yep. That's, uh, and, uh, oh, Cody wants to talk golf already. He wants to talk about John Rom. <laughs> Cody Lomarico wants to talk John Rom. So, what, you know, we, we, we should get into some golf. I did. I wanted to talk golf, actually. We didn't get a chance to get into it too much. I'm glad that Cody's on because where I wanted to really talk golf was, all right, we just saw Patrick Reed. He won the Masters last week, right? So everybody was sort of talking about this new type of guy. It's cool that he's kind of like a villain. You know, the rest of these young guys, like Ricky Fowler, that's my guy. That's everybody's guy. That's my man, Ricky. When's Jordan he gonna, Spieth. When's he going to pull through? Well, man. that's it. When's he going to win a big one, right? That's sort of the big question. He, when you is know he going to win a big one? I was watching with my dad, and he actually brought up a pretty, um, a pretty good point. He was, he was like, how has Ricky not won one of these majors yet? And I'm like, well, Ricky's young. Ricky's like, I'm like, Dad, Ricky's like, you know, 24, 25. And he's like, no, he's not. Nah, Ricky's like 29. He, he's like, I, I've been to, I was at the Masters like 10 years ago and Ricky was playing. I'm yeah. like, really? So I looked it up and I think he's, yeah, he's like 29. He's like 28 or 29. Yeah, he, Ricky's been around a while. See, the thing I heard about Ricky. But he he looks so young that you're just like, yeah. oh yeah, he's no. He's got that young look. Yeah. And because he dresses so young too. Yeah, he's still wearing the Oklahoma State color. <laughs> so the thing about Ricky was, and I heard this, he went on a great run on Sunday trying to chase Reed down. But what a lot of the commentators say, and I, I forget the guy's name. I don't know. It's probably like Andy North or one of those guys. He said, Ricky, Randall Chambly, <laughs> SVP, Ricky doesn't play well in front. Like he can't lead the pack and run, but he plays really well chasing. 
And the problem is there's no pressure on you. Right. In tournaments where he's jumped out early on like day two or day three, he's never been able to hold because he doesn't play particularly well with the lead, but he's one of the best chasers in the field apparently. So that was sort of the knock on Ricky. Sammy Mole checks in. He says, Dawson's Creek, Sobs, and Michael Jordan. Love the 90s. <laughs> Sammy's all in on the 90s How about and Sobs. So what we were talking about with golf was, with Patrick Reed, he's sort of like this villainous guy because he doesn't fit that country club mold like Ricky, like Jordan Spieth, like a lot of these guys. And he actually got into it with Rory where they were sort of yelling back and forth last year at the Ryder Cup, which yeah. is, is pretty cool. So I think maybe everybody has decided that they can just do whatever they want now on a golf course because I played quite a bit of golf this weekend. Cody can attest. We had the worst golf etiquette that I've ever seen on a golf course this First weekend. First of all, where'd you play? Out there. So I played, we played Westover in Norristown. Okay. Okay. And Classy place. It was pathetic. I mean, people out there had no golf course etiquette whatsoever. So give me some examples. I'm ready to go there. All right. So – First, we get we let a twosome go in front of us because one of our players in our foursome actually had poor golf etiquette and showed up late. Okay, I won't name names, <clears throat> stud. So he shows up late, and we had to we let this twosome go out in front of us because we didn't want to hold them up. Right, and that would we thought that'd be fine because there's only two players. Right, they should just move. We're thinking they'll probably get past the foursome that's in front of them because they'll let them play through it a par three, right, etc. Well, that was a huge mistake because these two were god awful. They were terrible. They couldn't play. And not only could they not play, they're dropping extra balls. They're, they're, they're taking so much time between shots. All right. So that's a discussion that needs to be had with the group. Like, hey, are you, know, are you guys going to, are you guys pretty, you guys are pretty good. Like, you can, we can let you go ahead. But you guys are golfers. You golf all the time, right? So, well, yeah, but I'm not any good. I, yeah, but you, you actually like, your rate of play is a lot better than somebody that's out there hacking. Sure. Right? So, and here's the thing, and you're right. And taking a half step back, I don't mean to like kill them on their pace of play, but the thing is, it's you got to be playing ready golf. So we'll give you an example. There was a long par five and we watched them. There's the two of them. It looked like a father and a daughter. And the, the, the daughter like goes up, gets her range finder, gets her shot, walks back, gets her club. But the father's not like looking at his ball or getting ready for his shot. So then after she hits, he goes back and does the same thing. It's ready golf, man. You you gotta well you gotta get ready to This is where your, your experience as a golfer needs to come in. So you where what what day was this? This was uh one of these weekend days. I think Friday it was late Friday. This we Friday. Out, we went out, yeah, we went out Friday All after right. work. So you need to know first off, you're gonna get your hackers out there the week after the Masters. People sit sit at home and watch the Masters <laughs> and then they say, you know what? We should get out there golfing. That's what I'm saying. That looks like a lot of fun. Yeah, and Patrick Reed just makes – they think anybody can go out and, and play And if now. you're not ready to everybody's do that, right? you realize that golf is the most frustrating sport that there is. Well, I'll be honest. I, these people really, like, I feel like took it seriously, and they've played a lot of golf, I feel like. Like, I think these guys have played a lot of golf. It's because you look at them, and they look like they've played a lot of golf because they watch it, and they see what everybody – they do the plumb bob, <laughs> and they do the – they stand behind the ball and line everything up. Range finders for days. Seven practice swings. The worst part about this group was they had a third guy who, who I guess, hooked on with them somehow. He left after eight holes because he hated it. Like, they were so bad, <laughs> he just took off. Yeah, I played with some people like that. Dude, and it gets that worse. Used to be me. It got worse. So we pull up to the 10th tee box, and we got a group behind us, a foursome. And these guys come up to us as we're teeing off. Like, listen, that twosome's holding everybody up, blah, blah. We're going to drive down in front of you guys and see if we can, you know, push them along. Lo and behold, they go ahead of us. We catch up on the 11th green. The twosome's gone, and now these guys are holding us up the rest of the round. I'm so literally, you. they just skipped us. 
tried to make an excuse that they were getting held up. It doesn't make sense because we were right behind them. And then they pulled that crap. Totally blame you, man. I totally blame you for this. Just You should know that this is what you're going to get the, the week after the Masters out on the golf course when it's 70 degrees. The first time that it's been like 70 degrees <laughs> since last, you know, September. Um, and it, by the way, it's back to um, it's below horrible. freezing again. Yeah, it's freezing. But yeah, that, I put that on you, man. You're probably right. You I, know what, though? You're, you're an experienced golfer. You've been there. You should know the kind of folks you're going to get out there <laughs> the week after the Masters on the first nice day of the year. Okay, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. But... The uh, the foursome that moved in front of us just to skip the hole and then held us up the whole time, that's like inexcusable, man. They can't be doing that crap. They, they're just, you can't do that. I don't get how they were saying they were getting held up anyway. You know what really bugged me about the whole thing, honestly, is I hate when you know, like they saw us behind them the entire time. Why are they dropping balls constantly and hitting like extra balls? Because they don't know where the other ones are. <laughs> They don't know where the other ones went, and that would take more time for them to go up there and find it. That's sort of like inexcusable, isn't it? No. No? No, man, because they're actually trying to do, they're trying to do better. They're trying to be better. <laughs> so just give, you have to give them that. Oh. They're trying to, so instead of hitting the ball, going up there, and not being able to find it for 15 minutes, which we've all been behind that guy, they're hitting another one to say, oh, I can see that one. Let's drive up to that one instead of the one that I hit so you're, 60 yards. So to the you're right. saying they were just taking mulligans all day. Yeah, they're absolutely. Just, they're just allowed they're to trying do that. to get. They're trying. They're trying to get Patrick Reed. Patrick Reed's the everyman, and uh, you know everybody thinks that they can do it. Now that somebody that can't bench press 350 pounds is one. Right. Well, I, I don't think he can bench press 35 pounds. I, I don't think Sergio can either. But wow. I'm just saying they're yeah. they're they're used to looking at Tiger Woods. Um, that's when they were last into golf, and now they came back in on golf, and they see. Patrick Reed, who's who's a little bit chunky, um, he he doesn't look like he's an athlete, and they see him win, and they think that they can go out and, and give it a shot. <laughs> so here's one thing that I wanted to bring up about golf overall, because we I spent a lot of time talking about hitting the driver. We we've talked about driver, and we've got we're gonna have that driver challenge eventually because Nick claims he can drive the ball further than me. So that that's for a whole another story, but we'll we'll probably get into that. I, I, I watched the Masters, and then I watched another tournament. And you know what sort of really surprises me about professional golfers, PJ Tour players? They don't hit the driver particularly well. Uh, I would. I, what, what makes you say that? So I've seen these guys, and I, I go back, like Rory, Tiger hit the, the driver poorly at the Masters. These guys, they none of them really so, – some of them do. I'm not, I don't want to blanket everybody. Like, like Dustin Johnson yeah, hits I'm driver like, like a stud, like 350 straight. You're talking length? But um, everything, length and or control. Like these guys, these courses that they play, you can be in trouble. Their iron play is so outrageously ridiculous that they hit these second shots that you could never think of in your life with like a long iron to get out of trouble. But they just I, these guys don't drive particularly well. I think that's kind of unfair to say, just not – seeing the course that they're playing on and you see these things on tv and it's really interesting so you look at augusta on tv and everything looks like wide open um and i had this i was at marion and i was at uh Arana Arana when they did the, the so everything on tv looks open and flat and it all looks like so augusta though is really an up and down course it, it narrows is. out these guys are hitting into the, the tiniest of, of windows. I don't know about that. I, mean, I don't think they're tinier than other courses. I've been in Aronimink. So, I don't think they're tinier than other. Some of them are tougher locations because they're hitting for an exact spot, right? They're not trying to hit, just hit a, like, okay, I hope I hit a fairway. They're trying to get to a right spot because they know the second shot they want to play. And I get that. But I just thought 
being a PGA tour player that they would overall as a field hit driver better. And I, I just don't, I don't see it. I don't think they do. I, I disagree. I think they could put it wherever they want it. They're shaping shots and stuff like that. You know, if I had the ability to do that, you know, I could criticize their drives. It's, well, it's hard. So, to shape so Cody comes back and says, it's definitely your fault. And also, by the way, <laughs> you have a new nickname. Is that true? I have, a, I have another nickname. Three Jack. Does that make sense? Three Jack. That's what Cody said. He said that Cody. Cody, explain yourself. Yeah, we'll get I, back to it. I, yeah, we're gonna. I'm gonna need to hear that. I don't know why. Oh, look at you. I know. See, this is what happened last time. We, we, we I talked about this. I know. I'm trying to share the link, but like it plays through the microphone. So it's John, really annoying. Cody, so Cody brings up John Rom. John Rom looks really good, and he's a young. He's a young dude coming up. Yeah, and what? he looks like a, he looks like a big heavy hitter. He's a big hitter. Yeah, yeah, he's a big hitter. So he's gonna be one of the guys that that's uh, the next Dustin Johnson, right? Uh, maybe. I mean, Dustin Johnson, comp? dude, Justin, Dustin Johnson. Is that a good comp? Is the most impressive driver on tour right now, dude. He hits absolute bombs. Yeah, he's humongous. He is a monster. Those tall guys, they just get that whip. <laughs> bombs. Yeah. So, and he's the number one player in the world right now. I don't know if you knew that or not. So as far as golf, yeah, I, I did know that. Yeah. Um, but as far as golf etiquette, do you, do you pee on the course? Do I pee on the course? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Oh, all the time. Do you go back in the woods? Or you yeah, I mean, I'm not. I'm box? not whipping it out on the green and okay. just you know. Not on the green. No, on the tee box, I, like behind the tee box. Behind the tee box. Yeah, there's always woods. All right. Yeah, sure. Is that part of etiquette? Yeah, it's fine. All there's right. nothing wrong with that. All right. Yeah. You do the cigars? Uh, I'm not a big cigar guy. I quit. Did quit you? smoking? Yeah, quit smoking cigars. Okay. Just for everybody. Yeah, just so you know. Yeah, no, I'm not a big cigar guy. All right. So yeah, it was it was a good tournament. Um, not the big name that you'd like to see. I did like that. Um, it kind of got exciting at the end that Ricky did show up, um, and he he got it a lot closer. Spieth, Spieth, I thought was was going to take it. Yeah, he played a when great he started round. playing on that back nine. He was he was uh, once he got past twelve, which was kind of his demon, right? Uh, the last couple of years, that's been the hole from hell for him. Uh, once he got past that hole, he was on a roll, and I'm like, this kid's going to take this. Yeah, he played a – He's going to pull it right out from Reed's, Reed's yeah, nose. Yeah, he played a very good round. Uh, he just didn't have enough to come back because he was a little too far down. So do you know who was actually really disappointing, just as we wrap up the golf thing, was uh, Rory, man. Rory was super disappointing. And talk about driver. He hit a drive that looked like me on the first tee at 18, and it went like 45 degrees right. And he's lucky he didn't go OB. Of course, he has like a clear shot back to the fairway and hits him like an incredible iron shot and pars the hole, which goes back to how good these guys are at scrambling. But he played so poorly, it didn't put any pressure on Patrick Reed. Like you would have liked to see the pressure in his group to not just to go with the guys who are chasing him. Yeah. Because he had such a big lead. And Rory, like from the let go, from the jump, just totally. Everybody kind of expected him to be um, the guy winning this thing. So I think there was pressure on him up front. There was. You know, at the beginning of the tournament itself, he played himself into a point where he was in contention and he, he you know, he was in the last group and uh, yeah, it all fell apart. But we've seen that before from Rory there. You know what he did? We've definitely seen that before. Yeah. And you know what he did, which is like really funny. He came out after the third round, they took him off of the, the AT&T and they were interviewing him because obviously they were like, they knew who was going to get paired together, him and Patrick Reed. And he was like, well, all the pressure is on him. You know, he's, he's got to hold the lead or whatever. And he was like... <laughs> Yeah, if you say you get yeah. your boots on, you carry on stepping that bullshit. <laughs> like he's looking for his yeah. chasing his grand slam. Finally, they get the Masters, the only tournament he hasn't won, and he's gonna come out and say pressure's on Patrick Reed. Uh, he's up on you like four strokes, buddy. <laughs> the pressure's yeah. not on him. Yeah, well, you know, and there is pressure that comes with that, and he handled it well. I mean, the guy played 
start to finish. He played played a really good he tournament. Did. So. He he absolutely did. So um, yeah, I, that's all I wanted to go for on golf. I, I, listen, guys, let's clean up the golf etiquette. All right, they'll all be gone in a few weeks. Just let them. Yeah. Well, and make sure you show let up them, for your make sure you show up for your tee times on time. Let them that's get important. frustrated. Let them play for another two weeks. Let them get frustrated, and they realize that it's not going to turn out for them. And uh, you know, golf's expensive too, so they're going to say this isn't worth it here. So yeah, I think uh, give it a couple weeks, and you'll be right back to to your normally scheduled tee time, Jack. See if we got any comments coming in. No, they're they're going they're coming up they're going upwards. Are they going up? Are you sure? Yeah, man, I work here. Oh, okay, yeah, I don't know what I'm doing. All right, so uh, let's move to the NBA playoffs. You ready to talk some NBA? I am. I watched a lot of NBA today, so I did not get a chance to watch anything yesterday. I was trying to keep up with uh, with the scores and what was going on, but I was at a wedding. It was a lovely wedding. Oh, let's wait. wait, wait. Congratulations. Who got married? Um, congratulations to Steve and Amanda Natalie. Oh, congrats, guys. It was guys. a good wedding. It was over at the Penn Ryan State in right. um, uh, was it Ben Salem. Sure. Ben Salem. All right. A really nice place. Beautiful wedding. Didn't get to watch the basketball, though. So this morning I woke up super early. I DVR'd everything yesterday, and I watched basketball all day today. Um, and some good games. Uh, yeah, some good games, some not-so-good games. So uh, let's give you – we're going to run down. We'll start in the West. The, uh, the Rockets-T-Wolves game one is tonight, so they haven't played yet. That starts at 9. What do you think about that, that game in that series, Nick? Um, I think it's Rockets all the way. I think Chris Paul gives them an extra edge that James Harden can kind of – rely on um, Paul a little bit to kind of hold that pressure that he took last year. And I mean, the thing with the Timberwolves, right? They're sort of this ultra talented team that we keep waiting for them to do something. Right. I don't think this is a spot where they can not against the Rockets. I think it's, I think they're a little bit overmatched, but you know, they, they're going to pull out a game or two. I think you think they get, I think they get one max. I think they get one a, max. a game or two, you know, with towns and, but, and Butler being back, I think that they, they're capable of, Winning a game at home. Yeah, Butler's Maybe just so. coming back off injury, and Towns, the Rockets are a bad matchup for Towns because they speed you up and they really give you so many matchup problems for him and what he does specifically well. I just don't know if they're able to come through there and do anything against the Rockets. I'm going to say Rockets in six. I, I think they're going to sweep, honestly. I think they get max one game, but I'm going to say Rockets in four. Rockets in six. All right. So. The next series is the two seven in the West. That's the Warriors and the Spurs. And uh, man, as expected, the Warriors massacred the Spurs. Yeah, it wasn't even close. They came out of the gate, and the energy was just off the charts. Honestly, they don't miss a shot. No, they were just running up and down. Didn't miss a shot. The only guy kind of holding it together. I Ginobili played with a lot of energy yesterday. He's fun to watch because he's he's like a. Another one like Bellinelli where he'll just hit those shots falling backwards. He'll, he'll do a backflip and just uh, hit a four-point play. But, yeah, the, the, uh, the Warriors, unstoppable. They're unstoppable. And they, like, it, the problem is, right, it's twofold in this series. So the Spurs are without Kawhi, which is still the most bizarre thing in the history of and, the NBA. And nobody knows. Nobody knows what's going on with Kawhi. I, I, it's seriously so bizarre to me. Um, but even with him, they would still be completely overmatched against the Warriors. They're old. They play a different style of ball up and down. Uh, you know, I don't know. They don't. They don't have anything left to me, right? Like Parker looks really old this year. Ginobili can still give you something, but in limited minutes, and they just they don't have anything. Yeah, I mean, Rudy Gay's their their lead scorer yesterday with 15 points. Uh, you have uh, Bryn Forbes, Ryan Forbes, Bryn Forbes. I don't even know who that is. <laughs> 
Do you know who that is? I don't know who that is. That, yeah, 14 points. Yeah. That was their second highest score. Yeah, they're... Uh, LaMarcus Aldridge had 14. Yeah. So it just looks like a mess over there, and we're not used to seeing that from the Spurs. We're, we're used to the well-oiled machine yeah. with Pop. Pop's still entertaining if you saw his he's, post game. He's, he is a riot, man. <laughs> I mean, I think he, I think he had a... a Good, pretty good idea that this was going to happen. It's sticky though. Like the pop thing is sticky. It's getting there. It's, it's definitely getting there. It was cool when when uh, Sager was still around. Yeah, they had it kind of. They had uh, that rapport. Yeah, back and forth. Yeah, and um, it, it was cool. Now he's kind of carrying it over to the new people, and it's a little bit more awkward. But when he goes in front of the the press at the press conferences and stuff, it he he's doing that for real. Yeah. I mean, he knew that this was going to happen. Yeah, he he, know, he knows they have no shot at this. No. So no. Um, you can pretty much put the Warriors onto the next I mean, round. I got sweeped there. Pretty much not even I worth surprised at the Spurs talking about any one. further. So yeah. l- why don't we move on to a pretty good game um, that I watched this morning. It was the Blazers-Pelicans. Great game. It was a really good game. Um, the Blazers, I think they're, they're the first upset. You think the I Pelicans re- take that series? If you watched, if you watched the Pelicans yesterday – they just move. They they get the ball down the court. As soon as they're on a rebound, they're flying down the court. Let they me have a very you, fast-paced offense. Let me ask you this. So Anthony Davis played out of his mind again. Unreal. And we're not supposed to count any postseason for the MVP, right? But how can you not? Because the MVP hasn't been awarded yet, as far as I know. And I think they voted on it Friday. Did they? I think that's how they do it. They I think should. The votes, I think the votes were due Friday. They should because this would influence. But does it change your mind at all? I know you're a Harden guy. You think Harden's the MVP, right? I think, yeah, Harden wins it running away. I think the next closest guy is LeBron. You think LeBron? So, so if you were ranking your MVP guys, you go, the, give me your, if you're vote, you're voting. Yeah, I go. When you place a vote, okay, you go, you go your top five and yeah. you rank one and five. One being the winner, and then five being you know furthest away. So, who would your five votes be for MVP? Oh wow, um, I definitely go Harden. Then I go LeBron. Then I probably go Davis. Then I probably go. Oh man, you're putting me on the spot here. <laughs> you want me to go my five, and then you can you can go back. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I would go. Unfortunately, I I would go Harden. I don't love it, but I'll go Harden one. I'll go Anthony Davis two. I go LeBron James three, Russ Westbrook four. He averaged a triple double again. How do I forget Russ? And five is Ben Simmons. Wow, I don't think I put Simmons in there yet. You well, don't put Giannis in there, your boy Giannis. I put Simmons over over. You don't put Giannis the three in there because the Sixers are the three seed in the East, right? And they went on that run down the stretch without Embiid and Ben. Like he averaged what ten triple doubles in those twelve games and totally carried the team to the three seed in the East. To me, with his what his numbers ranked up for the year, he's the fifth MVP. Do you have Cat up there anywhere? No, not even close. No, the Timberwolves are eight in the West and they're going to get swept by the Rockets. I know, but he was doing it he's kind a, of by himself. He's a great player, but they have guys on that team. I, well, I, they should. I probably agree with your with your list. I, I except I swapped uh, LeBron, LeBron and, for Anthony. Yeah, yeah. And Davis yesterday was unbelievable. And man. you know who else played well in that game? Our old buddy Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday Jay looked Rue, really baby. good. Uh, Rondo looked really really good. He was dishing it out. Um, I think they're just they're just too quick. I, I know that the Blazers have they have a pretty good. Um, what do we got? Some comments come in. Sorry. Okay. I want to break your, your stride there. It, it was a good game, and I think it's going to go back and forth, but when you take away that first game on the road, you, you get home, home court advantage now. 
and I think that's going to that's gonna play well. I, and Davis is just unstoppable on both sides of, of the floor. He is an absolute monster. So I, I really think that uh, – I think that they're they're going to upset them. I agree with you. I think that the Pelicans pull it out in seven. I think it's going to be a good tight series. Um, I mean, the Blazers. Don't get me wrong. The Blazers are a great team, and they're a gifted offensive team, right? Their backcourt is still electric. Damian Lillard. They didn't do he anything may be, yesterday. He may be the one guy that's an omission from my list. If I had to throw a new five in there, I may go him over Ben because he's had such a great year and he's such a dynamic scorer. So I maybe would do that, but yeah, I, I agree. I think the Pelicans can we, it would be remiss if I didn't mention the fact that the Pelicans, are we saying that the Pelicans are going to win a playoff series without boogie? Yes. <laughs> I mean, could I, could I have ever been more right about anything else ever? All right. We'll give you one, one <laughs> check mark. That's, you know, that takes away from your um, inadequacies as a golf etiquette analyst. Yeah, but not my, not my length off the tee. <laughs> Um, did Cody say why that's my nickname? I don't get it. I missed that one. No, I don't know either. Uh, he just wants to he wants to be on next time we do a golf segment. He wants to call in for golf. Add him to the live feed. Um, Sam says minus 10 tonight, yay or nay. Okay, Rockets minus 10. Rockets minus 10? Yep. Yeah, I would take it. They'll yeah. win by double digits. Yeah. Uh, I'd lock I it tend, in. I tend to Actually, I may do that when we get done. All right. I'll ride so, it with you, Sam. Definitely... Um, so we're both Pelicans. I'm doing Pelicans okay. six. You think so? I think it goes seven. Portland's still a very good team. They are. So I'm doing Portland, or I'm sorry, uh, Pelicans in six. Last night, Lillard didn't do really anything. He didn't play particularly well, but that's what I'm saying. Like, if you, if you look at them overall, they're, they're still going to be fine. McCollum, McCollum came on in the second half, had 19. Lillard had 18. I don't really know from where because I didn't really see him that much. And our another old buddy of ours, Evan Turner, looked to be like at least in the first half anyway, he was kind of standing out. But God, I hate Evan Turner. Other than that, they really didn't put anything together. And well, the Pelicans are a great defensive team. They are. Drew Holiday's a great perimeter defender. Rondo is a great defender. And Anthony Davis is probably the defensive player of the year. Thirty five points, fourteen rebounds last night. Drew Holiday, twenty one, seven, and two. And a nasty block. Did you see that? Did yes. you see that block he had? That, yeah, was, that was huge. Yeah, it was huge. It was. Yeah, yep. he, well, Drew's big. We talked about that when Drew was in Philly. He's a player that I always liked because he's an oversized point guard. And so he's not like a Ben Simmons, but he stands a good 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, he's a healthy-sized point guard, and that is trouble. Miritich played a big role as well. Uh, he had a good game, 16-11-3. Um, but, yeah, it's that should be a good one. I don't know the the times on those. They're probably going to be late night games, so I'm probably going to be watching some of them. them will be, uh, yeah, well, the, some of them will be. Yeah. there'll be some ten thirty starts during the week. Yeah. All but, right. So last series out west, Thunder and Jazz. That game actually just tipped off while we jumped on here, so it's probably going on live. If you want to pull that up and let us know where we stand, no, you should watch us live and just DVR. Well, I'm talking, talking to you. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you think about that series? Obviously, it's Russ and the boys. Uh, against the upstart Jazz team with Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert. Guess Gobert. what? Guess what? Bleh. Guess what? I'm going. You got Lay Jazz? I'm going Oklahoma City. Lay Jazz? O- OKC in seven. I think. No so, shot? Well, the Thunder are technically the four seed, right? So they're the favorites. I. <laughs> Does, I don't know. Pull it through? I don't know anybody that's actually picked the Jazz. I'm not going to start. Here's an interesting thing. 
Name me four jazz players. I already gave you two. Can you give me two more? Ricky Rubio. Ricky Rubio. Mitchell. Gobert. And hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Come on, I got, I got this. I mean, that's where I would stop. Carl Malone. Carl Malone. <laughs> Carl Malone. I mean, that's where I'd stop. I, the jazz team does not get enough recognition. They did have a good year. Um, but I'm not going to pick the jazz. I, I think... Russ is probably my favorite player to watch in the league right now. So, so at halftime right now, the Thunder are up fifty-four to forty-eight. Yeah, that's about right. Yeah, so I'm gonna take them. I'm gonna take Thunder in seven on that. I would take the Thunder in five or six max. They don't get to seven. No, no. Utah's Utah. Yeah, no. Nope. Jay Crowder's on that team. Yeah, he Dante well, Exum. he was in. Remember now, he was in that trade. Because yeah. there were th- really three teams involved in that trade, the whole, the big midseason trade for the Cavs. That's when and Jay Crowder went to the Jazz. Yeah, those are the only names of of note. So, all right, I'm taking them. I think I think Utah wins two at home, three at home. You think they can make it to seven? Yeah, I don't see any way that happens. All right, no way. I got the Thunder in five, six max. All right, next one. Uh, another good game: Raptors Wizards. Raptors Wizards was a very good game. So the Raptors pulled it out to my dismay. Uh, I really wanted the Wizards to pull that out. I think they're. I think the Raptors are. We've talked with the Raptors for like four weeks, right? So you know how I feel about the Raptors, and even as the one seed, you just could see how. I don't know. Like they just don't play well in the playoffs, and the Wizards. They de- they played very well yesterday. They they had control of that game from start to finish, and with John Wall on the court, Washington's offense it just feels kind of disjointed. Does it? Does it not? I, All right. He, he is. He is the guy. He's the only thing. He's the only guy that really makes something happen, and it all goes through him. Lowry picked it up. Um, Lowry played very despite, well yesterday. I'll give him that. Despite everybody saying that he wasn't, um, who else? Serge Ibaka was on fire, unstoppable. Um, oh. Demar was awesome. Everybody. Everybody kind of. They have a a very uh, unified offense, whereas Washington is just. John Wall, and then the rest of the team kind of works on its own. Well, what you saw from Washington when Wall was out was them sharing the ball much more, right? Because without Wall in there, they don't have a break-you-down-off-the-dribble guy, and they have to run more of an offensive set. Bradley Beal's more of a jump shooter, right? Gortat's going to get his buckets on pick-and-rolls and cutting to the basket. So they ran their offense much more smoothly without John Wall. But to your point, John Wall is the guy. He is the break-you-down-off-the-dribble run the offense through me guy. Yeah, and I think he had 15 assists to go along with however many points he had. He was obviously the lead scorer. But his, they, what's his problem? Even though he gets a lot of assists, what's his big knock? And it always has been since he's coming to the league. Turnovers, yeah, because John will turn the ball over and he'll do it in bad spots. That's always been his knock since he came in the league. Right. You kind of take that with him as a player because he'll get you a lot of assists. He can score. He's dynamic. But he will turn the ball over at bad spots. Washington has a lot of guys that I hate. Really? Yeah. You don't do you you don't like John Wall? I no, it's not that John Wall's not one of them. Gortat, you you have to you hate Gortat. I, you have to, <laughs> dude, with that haircut. He looks and they're always like bitching and complaining. The the guy that I hate most though, can you guess who it is? It's, it, I mean, nobody hates Bradley Beal, right? So it no, can't I don't be hate him. Bradley Beal. So who else would be on that team that you would hate? I hate this guy. You hate him? Yeah. It's not Wall. It's not Beal. It's not what's what's uh what's the other their their third guy's name? Ubre. Like, oh, you. I hate Ubre. You hate Ubre. He's so annoying. Kelly Ubre. Yes, I do. I hate that guy. How, all right, w- worse Kelly. Kelly Ubre or Kelly Olenek? 
Well, Olenek was the only guy that was playing for the Heat. I hate him. He was the only I hate guy him playing for so the Heat much. Night. You know what? I'm just waiting for him. We were talking about it last night, and I'm not jumping ahead, but I keep waiting for him to like grab Ben or somebody and dislocate their shoulder like he did to Kevin Love last year. He's such a dirtbag. Oh, was he responsible for that? Yeah, he pulled Kevin Love's shoulder out of the socket last year on a dirty play. Yeah, he was he he was on fire last night. He He's, was the he was the only him. guy that had kind of a fire under. Isn't desk. he a guy that you look at and you wonder how he could ever score any points in an NBA basketball game? He did. He did a lot of <laughs> stuff last night. He was shoot, he shoots a lot for a big guy, and uh, like I said, he was the only guy that that was that even put up a fight. What's uh, what's Tate saying there? Tate's firing in some comments. What's he got for us? Who is Tate? Tate's Michael Smith. Michael Smith says, "Stop drinking water out of the plastic bottles. The plastic is leaching into the water and causing." unmitigated damage to your endocrine system bad optics well jokes on you michael smith my <laughs> endocrine system's already awful where's cahill when i need him for tate so yeah um let's get into the sixers a little bit you want to talk about the sixers game you want to all right um Man, how awesome dude so first off it, i continue to be just overly impressed with ben simmons don't you Unbelievable. And like this, I told you, I, I don't think I'd trade him. I don't think I'd trade him for anybody. I, w I wouldn't. There's not a player in the league you could offer me right now that I would trade for Ben Simmons. And that includes Kevin Durant. That includes Steph Curry. That includes LeBron James. I would not trade him for a single player in the league. I tend to agree with you. He's, not, there's he's, no deal I would take for him. When he's on the floor, you are just fixated on him and what he's doing. He made a couple plays where he actually moves people around with his eyes. There was a, a play down low. I think it was to to Sharch where he just like looks with his eyes. Sharch cuts and he just fires. Oh yeah, laser he sets he sets defenders up both with his eyes and with his body language. If you notice, so he caught Kelly Olenek sleeping. Ben kind of took a half a step back and pulled out the one possession, and then he saw Olenek slide out. So he crossed right by him and just thunder dunked. But there's no reason Olenek should have fell asleep there, right. but he just lulled him. It was like the old man Russell move. He he passed one off to Redick. Redick got it back to him. He held the ball. Redick ran around front. He did a fake where he where everybody thought he was going to Redick, and he just pulled it back, just circled out. So can we talk about your boy, Marco Bellinelli? Bellinelli looks good, Bellinelli. Man. I told you. dude. See, I love no, him taking I, those listen, shots. And, I love and, it. And it's like I said. I said he's really good, and he's – Awesome at those you shots. Just hate those, but ugly he just shots. wants to keep taking them and yeah, taking them. Yeah, but he, I, I like that. We need somebody on the team that's going to do that. We do need somebody that's going to do that until he starts running cold. Well, yeah, and then like they say, shooters shoot. Like shooters should not shoot when they're taking <laughs> those shots. Yeah, I, I mean, and they're I, cold. Right. If he's hot and he's making them, shoot away, man. But I, I love that he is never afraid. Like he is never met a shot that he doesn't like, and we don't have a lot of guys on the team like that. It's really opened up the floor, and I listened to the cowherd clip. Um, from at the beginning of the season where he's he's looking at the the numbers and it, I think their number was 41 and a half for wins on the season and he's saying there's no shot that they're going to win 41 and a half they have no shooters on this team outside of JJ Redick he's aging he's only there for a one-year deal he's just going to cash a check and bounce on to the next team right and he could not have been Wrong, more wrong more oh, more incorrect uh, about I, this team I love it because there are now would you say, would you say five shooters that like really open up the floor a lot for Ben? Well, yes, and we talked about obviously this. not all on the on the floor at the same time. No, but. but and we talked about this last week. A huge piece of the team's success and Ben's success has been Dario. So I about midway through the season, Dario went through like a shooting slump, and actually we were talking about Matt earlier. Like we get text from Matt High like every night. 
take Dario on the hill, man. He stinks. He can't shoot. I'm like, dude, he can shoot. You just He's going through a cold spell. Him stretching the floor with his shooting. Add in, of course, we talked about Redick. Covington, who has shot the ball poorly down the stretch, but is still a set jump shooter for you. And then you get Bellinelli and Ilyasova come in, and now you just have guys on the floor that can shoot and stretch. I think everybody is, has fallen into their role, and so they all know that everything runs through Ben. If, if you know, Ben's going to make you a better player. Everything starts there. Yeah. But Dario does not force those shots. Dario was kind of he was kind of missing in the first half of that game. He missed a and couple, then, yeah. And then at the end of the game, he he turned it on and he's like the energy yep. to, that to fire up to get guys through the. He's a fiery forward. guy, isn't he? Yeah, definitely. I love it. The he his celebrations are. I think that's he's he's the one that kind of started that thing. Oh, he's great. And now they all do their own goofy so celebration. Many, too many gels. Yeah, but um, <laughs> it's really it's really great to see because, like I said, with the shooters. Uh, and Covington played a big role last night too, defensively. Yeah, and that's I. I mean, we talked about that. I Covington to me, I know that he went through a stretch where he was such a dynamic shooter because he like couldn't miss, right? Especially at the beginning of the year. But to me, that's not what I want him out there doing. Like I want him out there hustle plays, rebounds. Yeah, take that set shot when you're open, and Ben delivers to you. But your job is to chase around the best player on the other team, and that's what you're there for. That's really your number one concern so that Ben and the other guy and Dario don't have to constantly play defense against the best player so they can save it for the offensive end. Like that's what he's there for. And he plays great on ball defense and did again last night. I, I mean, the heat, the heat stink to me, the heat have nothing. No, you stink. know what I mean? Like the only thing that I had worried about with them was white side because he played he like was, a monster, he was non-existent. but Embiid's not out there. So he doesn't even care. Yeah. The only time he plays like a monster against us is when Joel's there. And by the way, that's just saying this. What the Sixers are doing again without Joel? Just wait till he comes back. And that's another good question: is what you know? How does it? How does he get back into the? Obviously, he's back in. But how does it? What does it look like when he gets back into these rotations? And obviously, he's he's gonna be. But the beautiful thing about him on the floor is because he's such a good jump shooter. You don't lose any spacing with Embiid on the floor, which is amazing for a seven foot two guy. Like it's it's. I I mean I seriously think this team's going to the Eastern Conference Finals and actually maybe the NBA Finals because we're going to talk about what just happened today um, and we'll come back to that talk about the Eastern Conference Finals but let's start so we got the Celtics and the Bucks that just happened right and the Bucks gave the Celtics all they could handle here this afternoon uh, it went to overtime but the Celtics pulled it out uh, the freak went went crazy of course I think he had like thirty eight or something ridiculous. But the Celtics Did he have that many because I I watched up until I guess the beginning of the fourth quarter and I couldn't get finished. Yeah, he had like thirty four or thirty eight. He went nuts. So um, the the Celtics did a really good job in uh, kind of playing to the Bucks offense. They're a very transition offense. Yes, they want to run. The yeah. Bucks want to run because they're long, they're athletic, but they can bog down in the half court. Right. And the Celtics key and has been all year. The team played much better defensively than everybody thought, and that has a lot to do with Brad Stevens, right, and what he does and what he brings to the team. I got to give him credit. Because He's a great coach. They're, they're, they flashed a thing about coaches, coach of the yeah. year and stuff like that, and I listened to Bill Simmons, and he's like yelling for Brad Stevens as coach of the year, and I'm like, no way, man. Yeah. There's so many other – and there are a lot of candidates out there, but he should be up there for consideration. Yes, he's a great coach. I know Kyrie really just went down recently, but he's been dealing with – he dealt with Hayward from game one, but um, he did make that adjustment, and he really slowed their offense down. 
Boston, to me, just from what I saw up until the fourth quarter, really controlled the game for for the most part. I I, I yeah, never felt like they were out of you know. No, and they that, lost control. Of so that game. the key for them in the series, right? Because look, you just brought up Hayward. They're without their two best players. Sure. Right. They're without their two best scorers for sure. Undoubtedly, their two best scorers. So we knew. Excuse me. We knew oh, they man. were going to be yeah. Nice. Yeah. Open the mic. Yeah. 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 Blech. So we, <laughs> so we knew that they were going to be offensively challenged, but what they've continued to do all year is be one of the best defensive teams in the league. And the key for them in this series is not letting the box get out and run. And the way you do that is you don't turn the ball over, you take good shots, and you keep it to a half-court game. And they did that, and they pull it out. I still honestly think the Bucks have a real good shot at winning this series. If they can take the next game in Boston and go back to Milwaukee 1-1, because when I look at just up and down, man, like the Bucks adding Eric Bledsoe late, I love. Like they're they're such a more talented roster than Boston. Without Hayward and Kyrie, they're such a better roster than the Celtics. And if if I the, agree, but they're another one that the you know the offense does not run through Giannis. No, he's an, he's a, he's but, a two guard. Right, but so they try to do that, and and they can't. They can't run the offense through him. Who else? Who else kind of takes charge? I mean, Middleton has a has a great game today. He's a, actually a lot better night than I yeah, thought. Yeah, he's a youngster. He's an up and comer. Yeah, he's a lot better than than I thought. I mean, but look, they, look up they in, don't have anybody to, to. He's not the guy that's going to sit up there and run the point like Simmons. No, no. But they try to do that anyway. Yeah. Well, but dude, look up and down their roster, man. Look at the talent on that team. Yeah, Jason Terry. He's like the Jet is like fifty, just draining three still. Yeah, he's still good. <laughs> Well, he only had three points today. His shot is so awesome. Jabari Parker. Bust. Bust, man. Bust. If if Jabari Parker was playing well right now, the Bucs undoubtedly win the series and maybe would be one of the favorites in the East. He really just continues to be a disappointment. What do you think his problem is? You seen any of Jabari this year? What do you think his problem is? I think he's lost a lot of, like, lateral movement from college. I think he's just kind of a straight-ahead player now, and he's – He's not as dynamic as what we saw his first year at Duke. Yeah, because he could out-athlete people at Duke. Yeah, and, and now he's just – I don't know if it's injury. He's obviously been bit with the injury yeah, bug a little bit. Yeah, he has. But still, I, I figured by now we would see more from him, man. He's that, still only like 24. He 20. Kid? Yeah, he's a kid. But you, you would – yeah. I'm, I'm not saying we give up on him yet. I'm sure the Bucks won't give up on him either. But I, I still – honestly, I like the Bucks in seven here. I'm going to – I said that from the beginning, and I'm going to stick with them. I like the Bucs to win the series because I just think up and down, they're so much more talented than the Celtics are now. And – if this game today is a perfect example, the Celtics played a really, really good game, and it took them to OT in Boston to get the win. Like I think Milwaukee in the stretch here is just going to be too much athleticism and too much talent. I'm taking, I'm taking Celtics in six. So you say that, and it did take them to get to overtime, but like I said, they had control of the game throughout. They really did. Um, Tatum took charge and he kind of from the beginning of the game so took charge let's talk about tatum so tatum would you rather have tatum than markel no, no, futz no 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 tatum do you think tatum's the best player to come out of this draft or do you think it's no you got futz, futz donovan man. mitchell he's a gifted scorer donovan i know but i, a gifted I, scorer. I just really like how fultz has come on and he, how he's got confidence now and I get the free throws. He looks weird. He looks weird shooting free throws, but 
I really like Fultz. So really before do. we talk about the Sixers, uh, I, I, I can't say Mitchell. Before, I mean, Mitchell's. Before we before we talk about the where I wanted to go back to with the Sixers, uh, and we were to like Eastern Conference before we talk about the 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 Cavs game too. Let me ask you this about Fultz. Did you notice last night he won't pull that J? I did. He but, won't pull that J. But, I th- let me let me preface. I think he's playing awesome. I love him. He he comes in to spell Ben and, and runs the offense right, and I, I think he's been playing. Very well. He gets into the lane. He's shifty. He's a great ball handler. He can break you down off the dribble. So all those things are there, which I love. And I actually thought when I watched some of him at like ladder at college and in the like game or two that he played in the preseason, I thought he was underwhelming athletically, and that sort of scared me. But I have he's changed my mind. Not. He's a great athlete. Definitely so, not underwhelming. And athletic. he's long enough. He's everything that I was worried about him in those aspects are there. So that doesn't bother me. But he is hesitant to pull that J. Man. I know, I know. But you know what? We've also seen it where he looks up and there's 0.4 seconds left on the shot clock, and he he shoots it, and it looks great. Oh yeah, you it know does, what I mean. I don't think so it looks there's broke. A, there's definitely a mental hiccup. Just, yeah. But you know what? We also have to remember, and I know that that people talk about this. These are professional athletes, and they've been in the spotlight for a very long time. I get all that. We are talking about a 19 year old kid. Like, do you remember when you were 19? I uh, yeah, you, maybe you know like ago. like there's certain things that you grow out of. There's a lot of stuff that dumb stuff that you did when you were 19 that you you think about now and oh, you sure. like just the maturity level and um, kind of the experience. That's why experience is so important. Is is you go through these these he, he's in the playoffs. This is his first year. Totally agree. That's a great experience totally for him. He's getting he's getting actual minutes. And I love what I see from him as part of a fit for this team, right? Because, like, look at the names I just named for you, the top rookies from this class. You've got Tatum, who is a stretch three or four, right, which we don't need because you got Dario and Ben. You don't need that. You got Donovan Mitchell, who is a, a two-guard ball-handling scorer. We don't need that. You got Fultz, who can play more of the point guard, but also score and can multi-roll for you. When so, ben, so when same Ben's, question to you. Yeah, no, I, I think Fultz is the fit. He was the fit it's when hard, we went up to get him. It's hard to pass up, Mitchell. It, it is, because he's a gifted scorer. But, he's a gifted scorer. Yeah, but I, I, I would take Fultz. I, I want. I we need. I need that drop, dude. I, we got to get that drop. I just think Shefty Futz. That's I, like the, one of the best drops he's ever. He's bringing so much energy, and the fans. Just the the way that the fans are are like in his corner. I think that's come along. It's it's helped him kind of. Oh sure, get over that. Gain that yeah. confidence. Whatever, that whatever he about. lost there, whatever, whatever uh, had shook his confidence. The yeah. the fan reaction is definitely come, and and the team too. When he got that triple double, like um, everybody was going nuts for him. So he's one of the guys, and and I think that is underrated part of that recovery for him mentally like the guys are all with them and they know you know you got to stay out of the media when you're a young kid because people will be tweeting you, you probably had many many idiots tweeting him like you stink you're a waste of the first pick because that's what people do and as a young kid you got to stay away from that well and that's an, it's another one of those things where we weren't informed about what was going on and that's what i think that's where the fan frustration came in it's the same thing that's going on in San Antonio, where you just don't know what's going on. So could why you, aren't you telling us? We're paying the bills here. Could you imagine being a Spurs fan right now and have no idea what's going on with Kawhi Leonard? Well, the, one thing that I do know is he's not going back to the Spurs. No chance. Like, so where's he go? Yeah. I mean, it's a pretty big deal. Bring him to the Sixers. <laughs> no. We could use Kawhi and LeBron. Both of them? Yeah. Oh, good Lord. Yep. Fantasy time. Hey, let me ask you a question. Do you like the little snake deal that's going on in the middle of the court? I, I, so I brought. it's funny you brought that up. And it, I have to give it the line. You're a good straight man, but I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't put that down in the write up. But I hate it actually. Why? I don't like it. 
Do you know where it's from? Yeah, we were What's talking about it last night. Oh, were you? It's the Ben Franklin "Don't Tread on Me." It's the yeah, it's uh, the "Join or Die," which eventually moved into the "Unite, Unite or Die" yeah. campaign. Yeah, of uh, seventeen fifty four. Yeah, were the but were the seventy sixers, not the fifty fours. I get it. The fifty fours. Wait, what's what's for our United What's our um our minor league affiliate? The eighty sevens. The eighty sevens. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So, but that one doesn't fit either. I don't like the snake. I don't. I, I think like it's cool it. looking. When I first saw it, I'm like, oh, uh, they, they had a second grader uh, come up with a new logo. <laughs> yeah, throw this like leaky <laughs> thing in between there. So between let, me the tra- let me transition to this question. I love watching um, games when the Sixers are at home. There are a lot of courts out there that I hate watching the games. I hate the look of the courts. The TD Garden being one. I hate the parquet. You hate, I love I the don't parquet. Like, I, don't like the, I don't like the dark floor. It's great. The, I like the light color floor. Yeah, so it makes you, it makes it seem like a bigger court. Makes it easier to watch the game. So you, you, don't, so you don't have that. Uh, well, I love the parquet floor. I think it's awesome. So I'm I don't I don't hate that one. I don't love the the Timberwolves floor when they do the the forest on the floor. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, have I, you seen that? See, yeah, see, I don't mind that. See, one. I don't like that. I like you, that. You love everything Timberwolves. You love the logo. You yeah. love, <laughs> I don't like the forest floor. I can do without that crap. All right, so um, we're gonna talk about logos in two seconds, but. Um, I don't like, like Madison Square Garden's too dark. There's just certain floors that I really just don't like watching right. a game from. All right, let me ask you. I this like question. the Cavs. It's lighter. You can see it. I like the Timberwolves. It's a little bit lighter. They have the little forest design. <laughs> so you don't like? You know who did that? Oregon does the big one too. Have you ever seen their college floor? I don't, yeah, I don't mind them. Yeah, that one's a little over the top. I don't mind that. So let me ask you a question about you brought up MSG. Have you ever wa- been to uh, watch a basketball game in no, America? I haven't. I would it probably is, love it. It's awesome. I'm sure I would, but that, you know, being there is different than watching it on TV. I'm saying I'm talking. I know I got you from a TV. Standpoint. I know what you mean. I mean, the arena itself is awesome, the experience, but every game at MSG is like a production. Like they had, I went to like a Friday night game last year with it was the Knicks Raptors. I took a, a client up for for a game, and they had like the Bruce Springsteen with that band without him performing uh, at halftime. Like every event there is something. They had Grandma Ma come into the booth. I got a picture with Larry Johnson, <laughs> like. Every event you go to MSG and it's just top notch all the time. It's New York, man. Yeah, it's the mecca. It is awesome. All right, so let, let's there. jump on logos really fast. I did come up with what I now know is the worst logo. Okay, what you got for me? The 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 Trailblazers, man. Oh god, you gotta give that up. Really? What about the Warriors, man? No, the Warriors court looks cool. They have what the about the bridge. Yeah, the that's fine. That's fine. I hate the Warriors logo. The old Warriors colors were horrendous. You think if the, you remember the old ones when like Larry Hughes was on the team, that was really disgusting. That old, uniforms, oh yeah, like the Latrell Sprewell. Yeah, 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 yeah. That yeah. was really gross. Now that they have a nice little color scheme, I don't mind the logo. The Trailblazers, what is that thing? I don't know. What? And, what? I and they still have the old school uniforms that just say Blazers. It's like it's like <laughs> the, the, the same ones that were worn in like. Yeah, it's like it's like you're playing on a JV basketball team, and it just gets passed on. What about the Suns, man? They're they're bad too. They are, and the Utah's alternate uniforms. Have you seen them? I don't know. They're like they're like uh, orange and yellow. Oh yeah, I don't like that. But I like the Jazz purple. That's that's good. Jazz purple. The Jazz purple's good. They they. I like the old Stockton, the old Stockton. Yeah, yeah, they're classic. Yeah, but the Blazers. What is the little thing? What is that? I don't know. I mean, they're, what, how do you make a trailblazer? Like, what do you do? Like a dirt path, like the Oregon Trail? Like, I don't know. I don't, but I don't know. I need an explanation. What that thing is. Thing is. If any-
like we lost connection. No, we're good. We just had a little a little blip but there. Yeah. We're good. So the, play, the Blazers logos is a logo right. for a bank. Let's talk about the last game, the last NBA game that just went off before we came on the air. Huge upset in the Eastern Conference. So the Cleveland Cavaliers fall to the Indiana Pacers. I told you. They went down and they got they got boat raced. I told you. They got beat bad. I told you. They lost the whole game. I told you Oladipo is legit. He oh god. Is he not legit? He played well night. He played well night, and that team, I, I, don't, I still think that the Cavs pull the series out, right? I, I don't see any chance that they don't win the series. But let's be honest. It's time to start having concerns about this Cleveland team. Wait a second. You don't see any, you don't see any way that they lose this series? No. LeBron really? won't let that happen. LeBron himself is good enough to beat the Pacers. He could play him one on five. I know, but he tried to turn it up tonight, and they had some trouble. Yeah, well, they—I mean—they held him to eighty points. Like, you're not going to win an NBA game scoring eighty points. No, but you know what? When LeBron's the only one that can go do that stuff, what are you going to? Who? who what are you going to get out of? They still the look, roster. The Cavs team still has scores. Kevin Love is a very good scorer. I, every why is everybody down on Kevin Love? Somebody on somebody who's on with us right now, tell me why everybody hates Kevin Love. You know, you know what happens with a guy. This and this happened to Chris Bosh in Miami. When you come into a team with LeBron and then another off-ball scorer, so in Miami it was Dwayne Wade, and then here in Cleveland it was Kyrie Irving. As that big man, you have to move to the third role, and you get relegated to a off-the-ball role to where before, when you were the primary or the secondary, you would touch it more. So you become more of a spot-up shooter. You rebound. None of his numbers, just like Bosh's, have dropped from the rebounds and all that stuff. But you, they become more spot-up shooters than they are ball-dominant. And so Chris Bosh goes underappreciated, and Kevin Love's underappreciated. They don't win that series against the Warriors, the championship, without Kevin Love. Yeah, but that was two years was ago. two years ago. He's, I know, he's but people, still a great people, player. People get stale over that amount of time. Not Kevin Love. I, 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 I feel stale on Kevin Love. Everybody I feel, does. I just don't, you know. Well, tell you, me why. What, what do you think, think tonight? What do you think his, what do you, like, where's your beef with K-Love? Tell me what it's it is. It's not that I have a beef. I just don't know that he he does anything that dynamic. I, I know he does. I know he grabs rebounds. He, he shoots the three now. That's, you know, yeah, that, that's, that's what LeBron wants him doing. I know, but what, so then Kyle Korver is like the, the fan favorite. No, because he, he, Kevin Love gets rebounds. They, Kyle Korver can't move. Cleveland loves Kyle Korver. Yeah, that's that's a whole other story. They, they're they obsessed with Kyle Sip Korver. It, it's hot, a little instant. So who on, this, who on this roster? So Kevin Love... He had 17 rebounds. Yeah, dude. He had two assists. He had nine boards. He had nine points. Dude, it's that's that's he almost good. For, he's for their, he's their highest rebounder. Yeah, I get dude. it. He he's doing the who, yeoman's work. Who else who, beside LeBron is going to do anything on this team? It's Kevin Love. And well, look, I've, I've I'm way down on Jared Smith. I think he's done. I, well, everybody that is. roster top to bottom, man. That's Ooh, what I'm saying. Yikes. That's what I'm saying, man. How is it, how are they gonna? How is LeBron going to drag this? Yeah, but don't. I mean, to the dude, finals? go to the Pacers roster or Pacers roster. They're not. They're not lighting the world on fire either, bro. Like, let's be honest. The Pacers are not. They're they're Old Depot. Somebody's got to score on a team, so Old Depot does it. I guess I may have to start giving him some credit. I hate. I don't. I, I don't hate. Old Depot does a really good job getting the shots that he wants and creating his own opportunities he's, because he basically just bull rushes you and you get so nervous because he's quick yeah and you back off the ball and he just steps back and takes his shot he's he wide he's, open shot he's played better or this year than if I you step would. out on him he just scoots right by he you go by you he's played better this year than i thought he would even with his hot start 32 so. points tonight yeah we have another um former sixer update a thaddeus young <laughs> appearance you know thaddeus young was a third rated player coming out of high school with lebron i gotta be honest when he was here 
I liked him. Yeah, well, he was uh, like he's been a disappointment in the league. He should have been a much better player. I agree. But super was, long, super athletic. Was he part of the process? He was part of the process. He was years. before the process. Was he? Yeah, he was before the process. He, I liked the little left-handed shot. He yeah. could shoot it from he, the outside he, a little and bit. And he's the kind of guy that can always contribute if you keep like when he's on the floor. No, listen, I, I get it. The, the Cavs are probably – So do you think – all right, well, then based on your statement, are you saying you're going against the Cavs in the series based on game one? Are you going to go out no, and No, no, I'm still going to go Cavs. I'm still going to go Cavs in seven. Seven? It's not making seven. I the Cavs think are going to win man. I'm five. telling you. They're not, Indiana's not going to get another game. I'm telling you, they're not going to. They took a game. They took a game on the road at Cleveland. Yeah, you're telling me they're not going to win. LeBron, LeBron is going to win the next four, and it's going to be it. All right. So the uh, the Lance Stevenson factor. How do you feel about that? <laughs> yeah. Um, no comment. He he took a couple hacks on him tonight. <laughs> yeah, I know. He went pretty hard for the noggin. Yeah, he's he's that kind of player. Always yeah. has been. He's, he's an the, agitator. He's he's you know, the goon. He is the goon. He's Nehemiah Ingram in the NBA. Yes. But he does bring a certain energy. To, I'll see you again. I'm gonna kick your ass. I don't know, man. I think I, I like it. I like the energy. But you brings won't. A little bit, but, but you uh, won't. You won't take the Pacers. You know, I went out on a limb for uh, the Bucks. I'd like to see it, to be honest with you. Uh, wow, they would make it make me feel better about the Sixers' chances not having to see LeBron. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's that's the only reason I'm saying it. I mean, I'm I'm not against LeBron in any way. I'm I'm a LeBron fan, right. and he's literally the only reason that they, there's any shot we'll in the finals. But uh, LeBron has. This is like the first time he's ever lost a game one. Could something be. like that. Yeah, it could be. I think it. I think in like the last uh, maybe it was like twelve years or something like that. That the makes first sense. Time he's lost it. I think he was. I think it might be the first time he lost a game. A round one game. Could they be. they mentioned something like that on the broadcast. Uh, I don't know. Sometimes I mean, I'm sure they dropped the first round. Jeff game Van Gundy there. just confuses me sometimes. So maybe I heard that wrong. But, yeah. Um. Yeah. So I say. Cavs seven. Okay. Two games at home. I got them in five. Okay. Brown Brown will get it done. So anything else on the on the league before we move on? No, but I really I just Sixers putting up one thirty last night looks good. I, I they're the best team in the East. I said it. Love it. I'm I'm going after Cowherd again tomorrow morning. First thing I do when I before I drop my car off of the And shop. is Jojo back tomorrow? Uh, or is he uh I wouldn't bring him back yet. No need. I wouldn't. I'd wait. I know, but Wanna, I want to get the conditioning some, back. I do. I want him back. Get some playoff. I, uh, play, you know, you, you we're never. Like, we're you like, never know with the nerves and stuff. I know for somebody that's never been there. Dude, we're like we're like under three weeks here with a orbital fracture. I, I'd I'd like to give him as much time as possible. We didn't get to talk about that too much last week. Our our injuries. The worst injuries <laughs> that we had. Yeah, that's true. We didn't. So let's move to the to the NHL because. Um, you know, everybody was all flyered up here in Philly, but they got spanked today. Now we're flyered down. Yeah, they got B five one, and they're now down two to one to uh, our hated rivals, the Penguins. And I, you know, look, I want to be positive about the Flyer series, and I don't think that they're done. But I think any self respecting Flyers fan who's not drinking the Kool Aid has to say to themselves, the Pittsburgh's a better team. They are from line one to three can score with like the best teams in the league, right? They're just probably the best offensive team in the league, if not top two. Crosby's the best player in the world. I know you think it's Ovechkin. I think it's Crosby. Uh, like if this, if the Flyers can, no, I, I don't Penguins, think, I don't think it's necessarily Ovechkin. I think scoring wise. Yeah. You know, as far as, uh, overall an overall player. Yeah. I give it to Crosby. He's, he makes things happen. It also helps when you play with another Hall of Fame player. 
Sure. Well, the, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's well, that goes to your point. Like that team, they got Malkin, the team up and down is just too much for the Flyers offensively. I really, really want to see them get through here, but I, I just, I don't see it happening. I mean, look up and down, even game two, the Penguins outshot them in game two. They outchanced them. The Flyers just made every opportunity count. They have to play so much better than the Penguins to win. It looks really bad right now, but the good thing is that those excess goals that they've been scoring on the Flyers, I think uh, it was 5-1 to one today. It, it was 7 nothing today. on. Fr- you know, yeah. you only get one win. Yeah, so. well, and that's all garbage. We beat them 5-1, right, because they, they pulled their, their, they pulled their uh, goaltender with like four minutes left when they were down three or two or three. I forget what it was at the point. I think it was three, and then we get an empty netter. Like that, that's, that crap happens. Well, I don't care as I'm, much about the, the differential. I'm not going to put this all – all on Elliot because it wasn't all his fault, but we haven't had a goalie for so long. Man. That's I, always the story. A goalie here, that, had, right? that you could just like say, "Oh, um, Hashik's in net tonight, or uh, Waz in net tonight, Martin Brodeur, Brodeur's in net tonight." Like, where? When do we get our decade-long run of a single goalie that is dominant? And it seems like it's never going to happen. Everybody kind of had. Or has one of them. Yeah. And we just never no. get we have like Garth Snow. Well and don't you Michael think Layton and, don't you think we should I'm, I'm expecting them to bring Brian Boucher back. Yeah. He had a great run in that playoffs. I mean, he, that, he's oh, always he, back. Yeah. I'm just he, he, get him on the horn. <laughs> See what he's doing. Why don't we just do the emergency guy move and let the third guy play so then our guys will play so much better. You know, the backup goaltender rule. Yeah, yeah, yeah I've, I've alluded to the backup Yeah, why don't we role. just do that one day? It doesn't look good, man. It really doesn't look good. The good thing is that some of our younger guys are getting some experience in the playoffs against guys like Crosby and against guys like Malkin yeah. and Latang And, you know, they have – you can go through their lineup and it's just – Great players everywhere. Yeah, like I said, I mean, literally, when you break down the lines, like you get to the Penguins' third line, and they're just they can score on you, and that's scary. Not a lot of teams in the NHL have a third line that's going to score like that. So, who do you have winning everything? Who do you have taking the cup? I think Pittsburgh is going to get to the east from the east, so or the Atlantic, whatever the hell they call it now. Whatever they work that side, I think the Metropolitan Penguins, yeah, Atlantic, whatever the hell they call it. I think Pittsburgh is still their defending champs. You don't like Vegas, the Golden Knights? Well, I ha- you know I have them down here. I I love. I didn't even know you did. Yeah, I, I love the Golden do. Knights. I mean that the Vegas the, Golden Knights. They had a little Cirque du Soleil before the dude, game. Dude, everything about them is fantastic. And we were watching the game after the Flyers game last night, or sorry, after the uh, the Sixers game last night. And dude, it's awesome. Like. The guys come on, they talk about we're an expansion team, we're a bunch of cast-offs, and they just front-ran the whole year, came out hot, have never turned down, and they, again, get another win last night. They look great, man. So they have a former burger in their net, right? Marc-Andre Fleury? Mar- yeah, Fleury. Yeah, they yeah, do. He was, a, he, was a, he was a Pittsburgher. Yep. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I like them to come from that side, for I like sure. the Bruins. Do you? The Bruins look good. I don't... All right, let me... I haven't seen if they... If they play, they probably played today. Do you hate? Do you hate everything, Boston, or what? What city do you hate? Like all sports? I like. I I just really hate New York. You hate New York? Yeah, I hate New York a lot. See, I, it's, it's mainly stems from the Giants. So you hate the Rangers? I hate the rain. I hate the Rangers. You know what? It actually, I hate the I hate the Devils more than I hate the Rangers. Everybody, yeah, every. I've, but that, I consider that New York. Yeah, but every I think every Flyers fan hates the Devils. Like I hate, hate the Devils. Devils, and that stems from the nineties. That stems from no. That stems from the Scott Stevens Lindros hit. I was at that game. That's the nineties, isn't it? Uh, I feel like that was like two thousand, two thousand one. That was it. Yeah. Well, but that era before then. Yes. That, like that's when that's when hockey in Philly was like. Yeah. 
Leclerc, Renberg, Lindros. Yeah, there was yeah. a run from like 95 to Hexy. Yeah. So I really hate the Devils, number one in hockey. Um, but yeah, I would say New York mainly, mainly because of the Giants. How do you feel about the Yankees? I don't, I don't mind the Yankees. You're a Sox guy, aren't you? No, not at all. No, you, no, I actually hate the Red Sox. So you like, so you, you I would see, take the Yankees over the see, Sox. See, here's what happened, and I think this ha- is what happened with everybody. Everybody was like, the Red Sox were everyone's darling. Yeah, ten years ago, and then they, yeah, and then they won all these championships. Yeah, and now fuck. And like them. enough's enough. Yeah, now I hate them. Like okay, yeah, I have all this money. I'm tired of it. Yeah, I was, I was really, I was really cool with them when they were just the lovable loser. Right. Well, we're sort of tired of Boston overall, Curse. right? Like I'm tired of hearing about it. Yeah. The Celtics win a championship. The Bruins, like the Patriots, of course, and then. Here come their sulks, and I'm just tired of Boston overall. Yeah, I, you know they're they're up there. They're probably top three, probably top three, hated. So how do you feel about the Pittsburgh teams? Uh, I I don't mind the Steelers. I do hate the Penguins a lot. About the Pirates. Pirates I, are never any good, right? I, I, yeah, they, they were never a threat. Uh, I, love, I have been to their stadium. Nice stadium. Yeah, everybody Pittsburgh says is a that. decent city. It yeah. really is. I I know they don't. You know they talk about the food and stuff out there, and like the they have their. Their kind of niche food, the Permani sandwich and all that. Yeah, stuff. did you have I mean, one with the fries? And I the never burger? did. No, I had one no. when we were out there. I heard it's not that great. I, I don't. I didn't love it. I didn't love the fries in the sandwich. I like the fries. I'll try it. I'd rather just have the sandwich and then have the fries on the side. I don't need the fries in my sandwich. That was just my my thing. It's kind of sacrilege to say you don't like. Permani I'd really give it a better. shot, but it's it's just now it's just as commercial as going to Pat's or Gina's. Yeah, it's worth it. Try it. We yeah. went. We stopped when we were up there. Yeah, but it's it's a decent city. I, you know, I don't. I don't really have any ill wills. That, for Pittsburgh other than the Penguins and Crosby was a big part of that. And some of the older, older time Pit- Pittsburgh guys were kind of uh, an annoyance as well. Like uh, the one guy that always I hated so much was Casparitis. Darius. Was it Darius or was Darius Casparitis? Yeah. Dude, I hated that guy. Yeah. Well, he was a weasel and he was a cheap shot yeah. artist. Yeah, of yep. course. So I hated that Everybody guy. Everybody hated him. Um, but yeah, who's your, who's your most hated? So I go back and forth. I, I think overall it's New York. I think it's New York. It's hard in basketball, right? Because the Knicks just always stink. So I think it's the Celtics for basketball for sure. But then the rest, I would take New York. I hate the Yankees. Um, I hate I hate the Yankees and the Red Sox. But I tend to root more for the Red Sox than with the Yankees because I think Yankees fans are just fucking obnoxious, right? Pardon my French. Um, and the Mets, I hate the Mets. So they're in our they're our rivals right i hate the mets yeah the mets i hate them too i hate the That's rangers yeah can't stand the mets can't stand the rangers we, have I, we done most hated athletes of all time no do you have a couple in oh, oh sure i could throw out athletes that i absolutely hate go ahead uh let's see well i would go right off the bat i would go uh what the hell is his name the met pitcher now what's his name uh batman Oh, Matt Harvey? I hate Matt Harvey. That's your number one guy? No, I just, I'm throwing names out there. Who's your number one hate? Oh, I don't know. I'd have to think about that. All right, I have a couple of number one hates. Put me on the spot. The first one is Johnny Damon. <laughs> How can you hate Johnny Damon? Because I have a way better arm. He's a clown. Well, yeah. I hate Johnny Damon. Well, he was never in there for his defense. I hate Johnny Damon. He got on base. My second one, this is a weird one. This is a bust out weird one. Okay. Joe McEwing. Do you remember Joe McEwing? I don't think I do. He was a, he was a catcher for the, the, uh, the Mets for a long time. He's just one of those weird guys that gets in there, has a weird stance, okay. and he's just very obnoxious. I don't, I don't, I can't say I remember him. I hated Amani Toomer. Amani Toomer. Okay, him. yeah, Giants wide receiver. Sure, hated. I hated that guy. Um, there's a couple other from the those New York teams when uh, Kerry Collins was the quarterback, and they were pretty good. Sure, I hate Tiki Barber. Tiki Barber. I hate Tiki. Bar- I hate his brother too. I hate both Barbers. <laughs> 
<laughs> I hate both barbers. Who's your most hated Philadelphia athlete? Uh, I could tell. Well, Pat Burrell is one of my favorite. Well, I said hated. I know. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> uh, hated Philly athlete. Yeah. Uh, I, pro- I hate Evan Turner. Hate him. Evan Turner. Evan Turner. I hate him, dude. Et kid, the kid. Et twelve. I, really, I hate him. I really Turner. hated Luke Shannon. You know what though? I feel bad for Evan Turner. I only hate Evan Turner. He looks good last night. I, I only hate him because he was our second pick, yeah. the John Wall year. It, nothing against him, like personally. I just we got screwed. Did anybody else turn out from that that draft? Boogie was in that draft. I think that's uh, it. Was he? But I don't want Boogie either. So I I don't know if there's anybody else. In that he draft. might be your most hated guy. I actually don't hate Boogie. Yeah, do. I don't hate Boogie. Deep, you think I hate Boogie. It's a deep-rooted hate. No, I don't hate Boogie. I don't actually like Boogie. I want Boogie to do well, but I don't think that in the – I think that he's – I think he would be a Hall of Famer if he came up in the late 80s, early 90s. But the way the league has changed, I don't feel like bo- players like Boogie have a place. Yeah. That's yeah, my, with him. My I don't most, hate him. But the, for some reason, the most hated Philly Philly guy that came up was Luke Shen. I just hated the way he played. Luke. I really didn't like it, the way he played. But. Um, I'm trying to think. Who else can you feel? I, 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 like, for whatever reason, I wanted to go straight to the Phillies for some reason. Like, I feel like the, was there like a Philly I hated? You know, I was never a lot a big, of people hated Bobby Abreu. I love the Abreu. Bobby Abreu. Yeah. You know who I hated? I didn't hate, but disliked a lot. Wasn't a huge fan of Jason Worth. Why not a Jason Worth guy? Jason Worth was great. Nah, not a, not a guy. He wasn't. I wasn't. wasn't one of my guys. Hmm. I was. I was more of a Shano. Shano. Yeah. I you don't, know. I, you know. Yeah. You know. Oh yeah. You know. Yeah. I didn't. I wasn't a Jason Worth guy. Um, Eagles. Who would Who would be an Eagle that I hate? I don't know. Ricky Waters. I love Ricky Waters. <laughs> you kidding me? For who? For what? <laughs> Ricky. What? That actually. So there's two throwback jerseys that I wanted to get. Eagles. I wanted a Ricky Waters jersey. Or an Eric Allen jersey. That's a good throwback. That's a good one. A little EA. Yeah. You yeah. got a Reggie White. You have a Reggie White, don't you? Uh, no, I have a Keith Jackson. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Keith Jackson, 88. Kelly. That's uh, that's about all I got. You want Yeah, to- man. We have one viewer left. Yeah. Two viewers Two left. Two viewers left. I don't know if I could see who it is. Three viewers. Now, maybe we should keep going. You want to keep You're going? Gaining viewers every time I'm about to sign off. Well, I want to wrap it up because uh, I want to let people get to the uh, to the 9 o'clock game here. It's a big game. Yeah, who do we got? That's a T Wolves and the Rockets. T Wolves. Yeah, I want to let everybody get to that one fresh. Go Butler, go. Go, go Timberwolves. Yeah, that's it. Hey guys, listen. Uh, appreciate everybody hopping on with us for the live show. I will uh, be throwing this up on the platforms, of course. That's YouTube. Please, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, if you don't have the link, it's on my page, and I'll repost this uh, recording to the YouTube page. Uh, if you missed the show and you wanted to go back. So that'll be on there, and please subscribe. Please like the show. Subscribe, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud. That's right. We're on the SoundCloud app, and we're also on the iTunes Podcast app. So uh, please, guys, hit us up. Let us know what you want to hear. And as always, we appreciate support. Nick, you got anything else? No, thanks for watching. That's it, guys. Swags, out.